Oh God, we're so grateful for this time and space to open up our hearts a bit wider, to notice the beauty of community, of your spirit that can come in stillness and in children's laughter, in music and in the sunrise. Oh God, help us to hear your message to us this day. For you are a God who is still speaking. And we pray in Christ's name. Amen. I was wondering, uh, how many text messages do you get in one day? Or how many email messages do you send? Or maybe you still have the old-fashioned phone answering machine box sitting on your desk. Well, I thought it would be interesting to look up how many emails I have sent. And so I looked back um, at my sent folder in my church email. I, I think I started using my Gmail address when I became the interim at Second Congregational UCC in Newcastle. And so since about 2016, I have sent over 23,000 emails. I was like, huh, I've been sitting in front of my computer way too much. <laughs> Some of those messages I know were mundane and ordinary. But hopefully, at least one or two in the 23,000 was a message of hope to somebody who needed it. The season of Advent begins today, and the word Advent means beginning. We certainly need new beginnings at times. So I am hoping that you, that we, that I can claim this Advent, this season, these next four weeks leading up to Christmas, as a season to spiritually prepare. Not just by doing all the fun and festive and wonderful things that are a part of Christmas preparations, but also to claim this time for our spirits to be with God and to let God do some work in us that will bring us the hope that we need. Now, one way to do this would be simply to sort of carve out time on your Sundays to come to church for the next four weeks whether that is being in person or whether that is joining online and being at home and lighting a candle in your living room and making it special and maybe inviting someone you care about to come join you. Or maybe you do these next four weeks in a combo online in person. Another idea to help prepare spiritually, as uh, Danielle has mentioned, is to make an Advent wreath. 
to take four candles and put them on a table. And every night at dinner, these next four weeks, to light the candle for this week, it would be the candle of hope. And then next week, the candle of peace. And so on Facebook today, hopefully Danielle will be able to post some ideas about how to make an Advent wreath. And we also will have a devotional booklet that um, you can have emailed to you or pick up on Monday. Another idea would be to try finding a song that means hope to you, that is one of those songs that just kind of lightens your heart and fills you with hope. And every day this week, sing that song or play it on your uh, CD player or on your phone. And then next week, find a song that means peace to you. Because sometimes music can help us prepare our hearts. I've been thinking that I really need a new beginning. And so I'm grateful that it is Advent. And this time inviting me to make room in my heart for the Christ child. And in that, I truly believe God will bring a message of hope for us as well. So as you are thinking about that, I want to share a little bit about angels, which, if you haven't guessed it, is the theme of our series. Uh, we don't often think of ourselves as angels. I know I don't, and I know Gregory and my girls don't think of me as one. <laughs> but angels do come in many forms. And sometimes I truly believe, because I have experienced it, that God uses ordinary people like us to bring the message. And the word angel comes from the Latin word angelus, which comes from the Greek. And basically, at its simplest form, the word angel means messenger. Later, it began to refer to a whole class of spiritual beings. And that's a whole other topic, uh, which we can talk about later. Um, and then, of course, in our culture, we have sort of the hallmark movie version of angels. And that's not exactly what I'm talking about either, although some of those movies are really good. But what we're going to focus on here at church is um, the stories from our scriptures of angels coming to prepare the way for Jesus. And so I love that idea of an angel being a messenger and a herald of sorts. And this is the season when we're invited to do two things. Number one, to open our hearts to God's message to us. God is still speaking, after all. And number two, to realize that there are angels among us. And sometimes we might be needed to be that messenger. So remember here in the story of Zechariah, there he was going about his 
everyday tasks in the temple, and he gets this impossible news. It's news that is too good to really believe, news that he's been waiting decades for, that his, son, his wife, Elizabeth, will have a son. He is so old, and so is she. And so, as understandable as it is, he doesn't believe it. And in this kind of humorous twist, when he doubts God's promises, he ends up speechless. And his experiences remind us, I think, that when things seem utterly hopeless, when the door seems shut and locked with a dresser drawer put in front of it and the key thrown away, it's better for us not to doubt God's possibilities. And instead, with God's help, put our hands in God's and step into hope. Now, as many of us have experienced in our own lives or perhaps in our family's life, when you hear a news of a pregnancy, there are a couple choices to make. One is to be hopeful that all will go well. And the second is to step into anxiety and worry. And most of us aren't either or, right? We kind of live in this in-between place where sometimes we're hoping and sometimes we're anxious and we can feel all of that all at once. But I love these beautiful words from Hebrews 11. Now faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. To hope means that at times, most of the times, we won't be able to see. And so that is when we ask God to help. Ask God to help us deepen our trust and put ourselves in places, in communities, with people who are also seeking to hope. Because when we nurture that seed of hope that is there deep in us, we will find, I truly believe, a growing faith that something will come from that seed. In the last several weeks, we as a church and I have been learning about how desperate things are in Portland and across the state of Maine because there simply is not enough housing. There's a federal program called the Emergency Rental Assistance, which makes a huge difference in a state like ours, and it's set to expire. So families at the Howard Johnsons in South Portland where Dulavu and Lorianne and their little baby Josh, you may remember who was born last Christmas, where Patrick and Daniela with baby Anik um, were living. Now they're thankfully in Saco. But the families that are at that Howard Johnson's in Portland have started getting eviction notices. I have a copy of one that 
was shared with me with permission this week. And there is no place for these families to go because the family shelter has been full for years. The overflow has been full since September 28th. And even the warming center that is right adjacent to the family uh, shelter has been full. For seven months, nonprofits like Maine Immigrants Rights Coalition, Hope Acts, and Family Promise have been calling urgently for our state to provide coordinated humanitarian assistance. And they have not responded in a systemic way. Yes, they have provided ERA, but they have not uh, responded in a systemic way. And now, seven months later, it is cold, families are at risk, and they need us as people of faith and hope to call for change. So for example, last week I learned, talking uh, with Madeline Saucier from Merck, that the family shelter was full, the warming uh, center was full, and so there were 14 families, 52 people, including children, and they would have been on the street, except for two African pastors came to the shelter at 6 p.m., picked them up, and then brought them to people's basements and homes and couches and so that they were not out in the cold. This has happened, Madeline tells me, every single night since September 28th, when ERA was set to end. And so most likely, Family Promise will be reaching out to us and churches to see about providing uh, shelter space. And we need to be prepared to be open to do that. But this ending of ERA not only affects those families, but also it actually affects more families in Bangor, families in Caribou, and families in Sanford, where there aren't shelters. And so these families have been receiving ERA to get by, to have a safe place, warm place over their heads. In the spite of all of that, I have been filled with hope because I met with clergy and other leaders in our community, and we are ready to lift our voices and stand together. And so we have been working. We have written a letter to Governor Mills and our legislature, and we are asking them to do what only they can do. And so we're asking churches, synagogues, communities of faith, organizations, people of goodwill, people of faith, to sign on to the letter saying that these are our neighbors and we need a coordinated response from our state. I'm gonna post it on Facebook and it'll be in the ACE if you would like to consider reading it and sign on. And I would love to talk with you, especially if you have questions about it, especially if you have a different perspective about it, especially if you have concerns or hopes, because I believe that our faith teaches us 
that our neighbors are wherever they live in Maine, whether they've been here for one week or they've been here for 90 years. They're our neighbors. And I just have loved this quote this week by Clarissa Pinkham Estes, and I want to share just the beginning and the end with you. We are needed. That is all we can know. And at the end, it is not given to us to know which acts or by whom will cause the critical mass to tip toward an enduring good. When the angel came to Zechariah, things looked impossible. They had been waiting for decades. They felt old, worn out, tired. They wondered if change would ever come. But that's when God sent a messenger with hope. This is Advent. It's our beginning, our new beginning, to prepare, to love, and with God to step in to hope and to share that message wherever we go. Amen.